You're listening to the Media People Podcast, the show where we learn about the people who make up the media industry to find out where they started, where they are now, and the stories in between. I'm your host, Victor Genova. For more episodes, go to soundcloud.com slash Podcast. Views expressed by participants are personal. In part two of our chat with Aaron Bronstetter, we delve deep into his role as talent relations producer with TSN's long-running hit sports talk show, Off the Record with Michael Landsberg. If you haven't already, you can catch part one where Aaron discusses the start of his career, which included positions at the Fan 590 and the score. I wanted to ask you about booking guests. I had a friend who worked in the entertainment industry and did something similar uh, to what you did, uh, but with music uh, clients. And he said to me, if they're agents, and I assume you're probably dealing with agents a lot, if the agent is a complete asshole, that means their client is the nicest person in the world. But there's also the reverse of that. If the agent is really nice and really accommodating, it means the client uh, is usually a bit of a diva or a prima donna. I don't get that in sports, like the, that exact um, – I guess the way that they put it. It doesn't really work that way in sports. It's, it's Everybody is so different. And to me, the best people in sports are the ones that I can develop relationships with where they're, they're outright with me or forthright with me and I'm forthright with them. If they say, you know, here's one of my new clients, do you want to have them on? Um, I'll say to them, I'm not sure if it's a good fit. Or I'll say, you know, I'll see what I can do. Um, if I say, I, I, you know, I want to interview this person today and they say they're not available till next week, I'll take their word for it. You know, like I'm, I'm not going to – I don't like to take the pushy approach. Has it gotten to that point though because you've been doing this for so long that people are calling you for interviews now? That's mostly how I'm getting my interviews now. Really? Yeah. How do you let someone down, uh, let them know – because I imagine if there's a topic, there might be more more people calling than you actually need. So how do you let them down and say, not this time? Basically the same way you just said it. Like I say, you know, I'm not sure if this is a good fit for any of our platforms. Or or I'll say I'll, I'll send this to, to the producers and they'll get in touch with you directly um, if, if it's an opportunity that they, they just want to get some FaceTime. And sometimes the producers will contact them and sometimes they won't. And, you know, um, a lot of the time I will – book someone because I know it's going to get us better, someone better down the line or it's going to start a good relationship. Um, and it's really all about relationships. You know, um, for me, I'm, I'm booking guests for a daily sports talk show. So every now and then, you know, we don't have to have A-level guests on. Um, but ultimately, if I think that having someone who's kind of a D-level guest on will lead to an A-level guest, I'll book it nine times out of ten. And, and Michael, Michael Landsberg, who I work with now on Off the Record, um, understands that and, and embraces that. Like he, he gives me a lot of rope, which I appreciate. He gives me the benefit of the doubt. To me, the hardest thing to, as a guest booker to work with is not um, hard, you know, agents and publicists that are hard to crack. It's hosts that don't give you rope. To me, the best hosts are the ones that have faith in their producers and know that, you know, if you're pitching a guest to them, it's probably for a reason or they'll be forthright and say, well, what's, is this going to get us something better down the line? How important is it to you to get this guest on? Um, those are the hosts that are the best ones to work with. You mentioned off the record, and, and that's where I wanted to go with this next. Uh, that's where you are now. How did you find your uh, make your way from uh, the score to TSN? Well, again, I need to thank another person, Dave Cricks, who um, I used to work with at the score, who's Cabby's producer, produces Cabby Presents uh, still to this day, and also now runs Bardown.com. And uh, at the time, Dave had been uh, given the job of producer of off the record, and he saw that I was really good at booking guests when I was at the score booking for radio. And I had also booked guests for a radio show that Cabby did. We had booked, this was a basketball show. We had booked guests like Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 
like some of the who's who of basketball. Um, and I think Dave had remembered that, that that was something I was really good at. And a uh, job for senior uh, chase producer for Off the Record opened up, and uh, he brought me on. He uh, he had faith in me. You know, so did uh, Ken Bolden, the VP, one of the VPs here at TSN, and they hired me. And I haven't looked back since. And uh, it's an awesome job. I love it. Uh, tell us a little bit more about working on Off the Record because unlike hardcore uh, sports radio, which was something that you were part of from the ground up, this was this is uh, – I mean we were talking to Michael before uh, the interview today, uh, 4,000 shows, 19 seasons. Uh, how did you fit into that or how did you work your way into something that was already so established in Canadian sports culture? Well, the great thing about Michael um, is that he has the utmost of faith in the people around him and really empowers people to – to do good things. And Dave is the same way. Um, you know, when, when Dave was producing the show and, and I had just started, the thing about Dave was he really demanded excellence and really also empowered me to know that working for TSN was different than working for the score. Because TSN has a massive name behind it and off the record has a big name. And he helped me realize that the guests that we can get for 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 off the record are... You know, you get much higher profile guests and you shouldn't be afraid to swing for the fences. And him instilling you with that mentality has been so invaluable to my career um, because he's the the type of guy that doesn't like to take no for an answer. And he kind of put that that mentality into me, you know, where it wasn't like, oh, okay, yeah, you don't want to have this person on the show. Okay, no problem. Yeah, well, we'll catch up sometime down the line. It's more like, well, this is this is why you should have someone on on this show. You know, it's in it's at the time 16th season. It's the most watched daily sports talk show in Canada. The leading for pardon the interruption. Um, he gave me, you know, a laundry list of reasons why people should be on the show and to really push that and not take no for an answer. So, um, I think that when I came on board, we really elevated the level of guests that the show started to get, and the format was changing a little bit. Uh, because Dave and Mike, Michael were putting their heads together to kind of evolve the show. And Michael's all about evolving the show and making the show different, making the show better all the time. Oh, and it definitely doesn't look and act like it did in day one, that's for sure. It's definitely evolved in a good way. Yeah, you know, the show before I took over was mostly panel-based. You know, we'd have the four people on the panel. I remember that, yeah, three or four. Yeah, and Dave, Dave said that when he was brought into the show, when he was interviewed for the job, they said, what do you think of the show? And he said, I don't watch it much, I don't really like a lot of the guests on on the show, and you know, I'm not really that compelled. When when they brought me in for the interview, I kind of said the same thing. I haven't watched the show in a lot of years, and the the panel format to me, having it every day was kind of stagnating. And it's great though that you could actually say that to them in the interview, and they're saying, "We'll bring this kid on," because usually a lot of people want the person at the other end of the table to do some lip service and go, "Oh, I love it. I PVR it. I tape it. I sleep with it under my bed." But you were brutally honest, saying, "This is why I'm not watching it anymore." Yeah, and so was Dave, and um, you know, I I think that. With with Dave and I, when we came on board, and you know, as, you know, especially with Dave, he really wanted to change the look and feel of the show. Um, and wanted to have bigger guests, bigger names, um, and that name value was really important to him. And I think that that jived perfectly with what my mandate was when I was brought on. You know, like I'm not the type of guy that wants to rest on his laurels and settle for um, the easy way out. I'm always constantly looking for for big guests. Like this for next week, I had requested. Um, you know the movie with Amy Schumer's coming out with LeBron James? Yep. Um, you know, I, I requested LeBron James for next week. Unfortunately, it, it fell through. But, uh, you know, that's the way I think. I, you know, I'm always trying to think big and, and think of what, what's the, the best possible guest that we can get on. And, and while I'm going after those big guests, I know that along the way, 
Um, I've got a book, you know, guests that probably aren't as high profile, but as long as we have three or four really high profile guests on every week, I'm happy. Um, so, you know, I'm always constantly trying to um, make sure that the profile of the show is as high as it can be. But I've, I've kind of noticed sometimes, too, that uh, you mentioned you're a Howard Stern fan. I listen to his interviews as well. Sometimes if you get that B or C celebrity or athlete, they're a lot more candid than, say, the A celebrity would, who's probably got a mountain of PR people and agents in front of them saying, don't say anything incriminating or, or anything controversial that's going to bring down an endorsement deal. Do you find that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's it's always – I'm always also looking for people that I think will be entertaining. You know, to me, if I read a story online about somebody who has an interesting quirk, Michael loves that kind of thing. So, you know, it's not always about getting the best name. It's also about the best content. So um, yeah, Michael's an awesome interviewer. You know, this this is our 18th season that we're about to wrap up. And he's he, – like, you know, I, I did grow up watching Michael. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that – I uh, Oh, I remember him, too, when he did Sports Desk, and it was the old black and yellow TSN logo. They had blue desks, I think it was. Yeah, I grew up on Sports Desk, and I I watched a lot of Off the Record in the early days. Like, you know, I was a big wrestling fan, and Michael had the best wrestling interviews of anybody. He had a lot of them come in. I remember that. Yeah, you you know, when TSN had the rights to the WWE, Vince McMahon said, you know, you can have any of my guys on. And I think the highest rated shows of all time are still the ones with Stone Cold and The Rock and Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Vince he McMahon. even did a really good one. I think it was a very popular one with Vince McMahon, too. Yep. There, and there with was... The Undertaker, out of character, like with Mark Calloway, basically. Really? I didn't see that one. Yeah. So th- these are like, you know, those were the, the off-the-record shows that I grew up watching and loving. But, you know, and, and he, they still did have good guests on over the years. But, you know, when they had the panels every day, uh, to me, I just, you know, I... I didn't always care about what, you know, somebody who hosts an interior design show says about sports. To me, I, I liked having people that were qualified to talk about things. And we still do a lot of panel shows. And But, I, you know, I said to Michael before this season that we need to be really finicky about who we have on. And, we, and I, I, you know, him and I kind of agreed. We want to have three people on every panel that we know we can rely on to be really fiery and, and create good debate. Um, because to me, I think that's what makes a good panel is really hot, fiery debate with people that are qualified to talk about the topics. So let me then ask you about the guests you've booked. Uh, which guests have you booked? Which one's your favorite that you've booked, you've been responsible for since you've been with it? Well, my my original favorite was in the first couple months of uh, of me working there. Again, Dave Cricks, who was producing the show, really empowered me to to think that anything was possible. We flew in Charles Oakley and had Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady via remote Oh, for a wow. kind of show where we reminisced about the, the heyday of the Raptors with Vince Sanity, Air Canada. Um, and I, that show to me was as good as it gets. Like, I, you know, I, I'm still not sure that I've put together as, as good a show since then. Like, that, that to me is almost the gold standard for, for what we've done. That show was great. Booking Donald Trump was really cool. <laughs> um, you know, there's a, a producer in the city. I think his name's Maury Sherman. He works for... for 640, if I'm not mistaken. Or is it 640? He works for one of the local channels here. And my, my mom showed me an article about this guy in the Canadian Jewish News, and it was Maury. And um, he talked about how it took him two years of faxing Donald Trump's office to book an interview with Donald Trump. And, um, you know, I booked the interview with Trump eventually here. And a couple weeks ago, I ran into Maury Sherman, who I'd never met before. I was doing the red carpet event at the Joe Carter uh, tournament. And he was on the red carpet, and I said, hey, was the, were you the guy who booked Donald Trump for AM640 like 12 years ago? I think I read an article about you in the Canadian Jewish News. And um, 
he said, yeah, that's me. And I said, you know, I just want to say, when I read that article, you were a huge influence on my career. And I eventually booked Donald Trump, and you were the first person I thought of because I thought, you know, you put in so much legwork, and so did I. You know, I'd worked on this for months. Um, and I just want to say you, you were a really big influence on me in the industry, even though we've never met. And he was really flattered by that. I actually I have his business card in my wallet. I've got to email the guy. Um, but, uh, you know, those were some of the bigger guests. And there's probably so many that I'm just not thinking of at the time. Was there one episode where, say, you booked a guest and you got a lot more out of them than you expected you would? Like it just turned out to be fantastic. Any instances like that? Yeah, Chael Sonnen. The first time we booked Chael Sonnen, I knew he was a good interview because I had booked him back when I was at The Score. I produced a podcast called uh, The MMA Show with Mauro Ronaldo. And Chael was, like, the best guest. He was awesome. So when I, when I was first hired by Off the Record, I said to Michael, like, we've got to get this guy Chael Sonnen on. He's nuts. And we booked Chael, and Chael got angry at Michael and walked off the show. And it was one, still one of the most memorable moments in the history of the show. And Michael says he's asked about it all the time still. Um, and, uh, you know, it made dead spin. It made, like, just national headlines on all these sports blogs. And it was kind of an iconic moment in the show. So that's one of the ones where I booked it. I knew it would be good, but I didn't know it would get to that kind of level. Nice. Uh, but apart from being the talent producer and booking all of the guests on off the record, you've also made your way uh, in front of the camera. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, every now and then, uh, Michael kind of instills the, the faith in me to, to put uh, some good content together for the show where I'm kind of asking some questions and doing interviews. So I guess it started um, at Super Bowl a couple of years ago where he kind of had me walk around to the different tables with players that were playing in the Super Bowl, introduce them, give them the mic, and put them on the air. That then evolved into me this past year at Super Bowl doing red carpet at the uh, the roast of Terry Bradshaw, and it was just a bunch of comedians, and I, I got to just kind of put it on a tee for them, um, and, and they would answer questions. And I wasn't even expecting to do those interviews. Like, I was expecting to have Michael, um, like, put a headset on them, have Michael interview them, but that wasn't how it was going to work. So Michael had me do the interviews with them, and it, it turned out to be a really fun segment and, and was really funny. And then when the Joe Carter tournament came to town, the, they had a red carpet, and I said, Michael, why don't, I, why don't I go down? I know you don't like you don't want to go out and do something at night, but what if I go down and get clips from the red carpet? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So he had the uh, the faith in me to, to put together good content, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the next season where we do more kind of on-location on bits and things of that nature. And it's kind of ironic, too, because if you go back to the beginning of the interview when you mentioned you sat down with... Uh, it was during your internship at uh, at the fan. The guy was relieved. He's like, everyone who comes here wants to be on air, and you don't. Yeah. And then you kind of found your way through the back door on air on literally the biggest sports show in Canada. And the crazy thing was I wasn't trying to, and I'm still not trying to have a face on air. It's still not my interest. But I think that's what makes it good is that I don't have any sort of fear of, you know, offending people. I, I, I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm a little bit disarming because of my look. You know, I don't look like the average sportscaster. And I don't take it, you know, I, I don't take asking the question and the, act, the the art of the journalism behind it all that seriously. To me, it's about having fun and doing something funny that the audience will kind of gravitate towards. Um, you know, if I'm never on, on the air again, I'm not going to be disappointed. <laughs> you know, that's not really what I'm looking to do. So I just think it's an added bonus and it's a lot of fun to do something different. It's really challenging. That's the thing I like about it the most is... I have to challenge myself to do something good and do something fun. Is there any one individual, though, that you've interviewed personally face-to-face that you really enjoyed meeting? I think being roasted by Jeffrey Ross was awesome. Okay. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's something that I never thought would happen. And getting to meet Snoop Dogg was cool, too. Oh, geez, because, you met Snoop Dogg? Yeah, I interviewed Snoop Dogg on the red carpet at the Joe Carter tournament. 
And Snoop Dogg I, made it up for the Joe Carter tournament. Yeah, he was the he uh, had a show at the after party. Oh, that's, where, that's where the red carpet was. Was at the after party, and um, I when I was like fourteen, I had Doggy Style on cassette. Oh. I loved Snoop and Dr. Dre, so that was that was a lot of. That he was, was really at the cool. forefront of East Coast versus West Coast. Yeah, but him being West Coast be, because of my job, though, I'm not really nervous around celebrities, so I think that makes it a little bit easier on me as well because I'm so used to just. It's my job is to have guests come to TSN and, and set up media for them and spend spend time with them while they're here. So to me, it's gotten to a point where they're just another person. But who? Let me ask you this then: Who would get you starstruck? You know, I spent, I spent, I was a 49ers fan growing up and we had Joe Montana here and I wasn't starstruck. So really, it would, okay. be, it would be tough, you know, maybe Bill Russell. I just admire Bill Russell so much. Um, but I don't know if I'd be nervous. Okay. Really. You know, I, I don't really get nervous around celebrities anymore. Okay. At first I did though. You know, at first, when I first met like Samuel D'Alembert, I was like, oh wow, he's, yeah, this guy's in the NBA. It was really cool. But now, you know, I wouldn't bat an eye at it. People are probably looking at you going, oh, my God, that's Aaron Bronstetter. He's on off the record. You, you know, I do have to turn down a lot of autograph and photo requests. <laughs> uh, let me ask you about your son, though. He sees you on television. Does he realize, though, that it's not normal for everyone's dad to be on television? I think he does realize okay. it because he doesn't watch off. You know, I don't have him watch off the record. He's not really interested in sports. But so sure. I think it's cool when he sees his dad on TV. But I don't know if he – maybe he does think it's normal that people's dads are on TV. I don't know. He's come to the studio. I took pictures of him. We had the Stanley Cup here, and he came to the studio and took pictures with the Stanley Cup. And he was with uh, – actually, he was wearing a goalie mask. We we had a goalie mask in our area, and he kind of – like I showed him my desk area, and he was, I think, two at the time. And he put this goalie mask on, and he refused to take it off the whole time <laughs> he was there. I think he kind of thought of it as like a way for people to not see him. He was almost hiding. And we were out in the hallway, and Johnny Bauer was there that day and came up to him. He was like, oh, you're a goalie. And I was like, this is cool. My son's with Johnny Bauer. And, like, I don't think he knows who – obviously, he had no idea of the implications of that. But it was – I got a picture of him with Johnny Bauer, and I just think that that's the coolest thing ever. Like, it, to me, it's cool that my son gets to experience that. <laughs> Your son's wearing a hockey – he's wearing a goalie mask and meeting the one goaltender yeah. who wouldn't put on a mask. Exactly. And Johnny Bauer came up to him and wanted to talk to him. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but I don't know if I, you know, it's hard, it's hard for me to know if he thinks it's cool that his dad's on TV. Um, when, when we show him the kind of bits, I think he loves watching it. He's like, he, you can see he's smiling and he's kind of understands. He thinks it's cool that his dad's on TV, but I, you know, he's, he's four, right? So I don't really know how, what's going through his mind. At recess, he could be going around to people going, my dad's on TSN. What stations your dad on? He could be. He could he be. Very well could he very well could be. And I think he will be in the future. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Aaron, I uh, wanted to close with this question. If you weren't in media, what do you think you'd be doing and why? I think I'd probably be doing something in business or sales, and I'd probably be, be miserable. Um, <laughs> because I think I'd be good at sales. Because, again, I kind of had that attitude where I don't, you know, I don't take no for an answer, and I love calling people. I love, I love getting emails. I love following up on things. You know, I'm kind of a pit bull in that regard. So I think I'd be making a lot of money, and I think I'd be in sales, and I think I'd be miserable. I'm in sales. And I can tell you, you're having a lot more fun than I am. Okay. No well, offense to anyone I've ever worked for or currently work for. I'm just saying I've I take, seen what you I do. I take great solace in that. <laughs> you're having a lot more fun. Anyway, sir, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Hey, hey, Victor, thanks. It's great catching up with you. Thanks for listening to today's show. For more episodes, go to soundcloud.com slash media people podcast and follow me on Twitter at Vic Genova.